0: Welcome to Building Texas with Justin McKenzie and Summer Baburack, sponsored by the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation and Dos Greenhouse. And now, here's your host, Justin McKenzie.
1: You're listening to Building Texas on 103.9 FM Bernie Radio, and I am excited to have a fun show today. Summer and I are going to really take the opportunity to, opportunity to reset why we're doing Building Texas, what our conversations are really about, and what we hope you, the listener, get from each conversation. So, Summer, we're going to have 26 minutes of you and I.
2: Oh, man. What a treat for the listener today.
1: And the listener should stay engaged and listen for the whole episode, because we're going to have a fun conversation around really how we met each other Mm -hmm. in high school. Yes. Both coming into Bernie ISD, Mm -hmm. and then where we went from there redacted for radio right and then how we reconnected because i was surprised to meet the barrel racing rodeo queen summer as a ceo of a female-led life science company
2: i thought we were redacting oh we were
1: (laughs) how far are we redacting
2: i don't know i feel like we need heavier redactions Yes, absolutely though. It was really fun to reconnect. I think it's I think it's interesting because I think our story and how we met here and then how we reconnected in both coming back here is special to Bernie. Um, because I don't think that you get that everywhere. I think sometimes what you see in small rural towns is no one ever leaves. Um, And so everybody continues to stay back and stay around and, and you just know people for your whole life. But I think that's something really unique about Bernie is to your point, you talk about this. I love this phrase. You say boomerang talent every time we have a show. And I think it's so true because A lot of people who grow up in Bernie and have the pleasure of of having a childhood here and going to school here, they do leave and they go to college or they go, you know, into the military or a number of different reasons why they leave the town. But then a lot of times they do come back and it's really fun to reconnect with those who've made that decision. So I think that's a, a unique story. Well,
1: I don't think it's, it is a unique story and it's fun to tell that story today in the media that we have. What I, I know we're missing is how often that story happens, how, mm-hmm. how easy it is to come back to a community like ours and, and just get into the day-to-day cycle of life. You might reconnect with people at church mm-hmm. or it, it, your work benefits, but really how do you plug back into the community, mm-hmm. especially if you were 17 in this small town? Right. So, <laughs>
2: And redacting your history.
1: <laughs> but as we come back, I, I, I'm amazed to see a lot of faces that I recognize Mm -hmm. in different walks of life around town, whether they're leading and managing the emergency room or they're a key part of the police force or they are serving in volunteer board of adjustments, planning and zoning, other things that make our communities work. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting perspective to see people leave and come back as a professional and step into that environment.
2: Mm -hmm. It is. It's really fun, I think. I see that with the school. You know, especially being a mom and having, you know, children going to school here and seeing some of the girls I grew up with who clearly have gone on and done really amazing things with their lives and now they're coming back and they're raising their children here and I think it's a really special story and it's, I think it's one of the things that really makes our community so rich. And to the point that, you know, when we were talking to David Spencer on one of those episodes, he was talking about the community here and how it has really drawn him in. And it's one of the things that really stood out to him. And I think because you have that retention of historical, uh, you know, knowledge, if you will. So watching these other people grow up, but then seeing them come back in a completely different walk of life, to your point, and in a different capacity it doesn't change who they were. And I think that's really what adds to the uniqueness and the richness of our our community and our culture here.
1: It builds to the fabric of our community and and boomerang talent is not my term. That's a term that we got from the university of Texas when they were doing the IC squared grant research here. Um, It's a community term where communities across the country are really competing for the talent to come back. Mm -hmm. They've made an investment we, taxpayers, make an investment in the students in our community, and we want them to come back be economic drivers. We also want them to go out and flourish and have a life of their own. So we understand there's some level that won't boomerang back. But if there is an opportunity, what are we doing to welcome them? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> where are we giving them opportunities to build a career? Opportunities for child care. Uh, Bernie, it's well known if you're in the stage of life where you have kids under five, but if you're looking for childcare in this community, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. There's a wait list at every daycare or other solution. So we have to think about those struggles too. And, and oftentimes we hear Bernie's doing well, Bernie's an affluent community. It's true to a point, but we need to be creating opportunities for everybody in our town and everybody in our region. And a lot of that comes into adult education bringing them, if they transition from high school into the next phase, they stay here locally, how do we have great jobs that are giving service and trades and career growth? If you're coming back in your mid-30s and you've built a career already, how are we tying you with people that are like-minded and and like-oriented for economic growth? So a lot of things to talk about, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the reasons we have this show and the reason we're doing Dusk Greenhouse and Finding Startups and and funding people that want to give back into the community.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So that was a really nice way that we circumvented telling the story of how we met in high school <laughs> and went off on a tangent about the community that we love so much, which we tend to do, and that's okay. But yeah, I think I think just to bring it back to the history of of our story and and how it's, you know, it's one of the things that makes Bernie unique because it happens over and over here. Yep. Uh, you know, Justin, you and I met when we were in high school, we were both at Bernie high school. There was only one at that time, one high school, Sam champion was our principal. And now we have the champion, uh, chargers high school, which I love seeing his name, um, up there. He was a fantastic principal. Um, so he was such a cheerleader. I remember him at every pep rally and there was no cheerleader that was more excited than Sam champion at those pep rallies.
1: So, but to David Spencer's point, in that episode previously, we talked about the traditions and the people that planted the seeds. Uh, Sam Champion, you can't find a Bernie graduate that doesn't have a great story about Sam Champion. Yeah. Even if you were struggling in school, he was going to wrap an arm around you and make sure you were successful. And, And that impact is felt in everything that we're doing today.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree. I also, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Dr. Ubula. He was my favorite. Favorite.
1: He was a little more controversial. He, he, but he, was he loved you. Yeah, He loved He was. was
2: tougher, but I, I respected that. And I just thought, you know, in his own way, he was just as ebullient as Sam Champion. <laughs> but, anyways, so um, I'd love to hear from your perspective because I, I came, my family moved to Bernie from the Rio Grande Valley. So uh, it's always shocking to people to hear that there is parts of Texas south of San Antonio, I think, when we talk to people from outside of the state. So, yes, I moved north to Bernie, specifically. Um, my parents lived in Fair Oaks, and it was a big culture shock for me, really. We were very, when when I was in the Rio Grande Valley, um, it is a minority-majority area of Texas, and Bernie was by far the most diverse community I'd ever seen so far. Yes, Good and, good and, answer.
1: And and, <laughs> and in that time frame, I think Texas was going through a shift mm-hmm. with the Rio Grande Valley being more connected mm-hmm. than it ever had been. Right. And because when we moved back, we moved back from Europe. But we had been in Bernie, so I did second and third grade at Fabra Elementary, mm-hmm. and then moved to Europe and came back as a sophomore. So similar, coming from a very different environment yeah. and dropping into what I would say is the least diverse community that I'd been a part of um, in that recent history. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was a hard drop in and I feel for students that move in high school because it's a tough time to move, come in, plug into a community. But that's where I see the Lacey Beck story where she came in as a sophomore and the community rallied around her in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that there's good, there's bad, there's everything in between
2: well, it's high school. How do
1: you come into high school?
2: Yeah, it's always an adjustment. I mean, even if you've been here forever, going into being a freshman in high school is just, it's just an awkward time for everybody. It's a tough time for everybody.
1: But I, I think that's the same for any newcomer into our community. And mm-hmm. I, I loved what David Spencer, and we're going to keep calling him out because he did a great job. For sure. Talking about how welcoming our churches are Absolutely. and how welcoming our community is in general. And not everybody feels that vibe from day one. I mean, if you look at Bernie Informed Citizens or Bernie Breaking News or some of those unmoderated groups on social media, they're not welcoming at all. But that's a small percentage of our community.
2: Right, and I'd like to give a plug right here for why Summer doesn't have social media. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I find most social media intolerable. But yes, I I can understand. And, And I think... You know, that's a, I mean, that's a whole different episode for a whole different day, but quite frankly, it's an example of what you see as one of the challenges of raising children in any community now is unmoderated connections and communication between people who feel that they're anonymous, and it's just not. So, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different tangent. But, yeah, so I think dropping into Bernie High School was really interesting, and you and I connected right away, and I think it was because we... Did both come from very different places, and this was quite an adjustment. I mean, half of my sentences were in Spanish, and, you know, you were looking very European. Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Something like that. Something like
1: that. Fish out of water.
2: Yes. So I thought that was really funny, and I have so many fond memories of, of us in high school and going to the Kendall County Fair and when we would have, you know, finals week in high school, so your schedule is completely ridiculous, and going out to Bernie Lake in between finals, and okay well I'm not endorsing this behavior but driving way too fast down Ammon Road and hitting the dip
1: <laughs> we still do that
2: right I still I do my it. boys love it they, I did it with my daughter the yeah. other day <laughs> but I wasn't going quite as fast as you and I used to drive down Ammon Road but I did do like 48
1: <laughs> but then we come back 20 years later right five and, and Summer you're the CEO of a bioscience, biotech company. Mm-hmm. I did not see that in your bingo card when I knew you then, but people yeah. can change, people can evolve. Absolutely. People can show all of their talents in different ways. Right. So how did you get into that role?
2: Yeah. So it's really interesting. So, Almost the life I used to lead is what led me to this one, which is really interesting because they do feel completely disconnected. So I used to rodeo. I was in high school rodeo. I was a barrel racer. I went to college on a scholarship for rodeo uh, at Sam Houston. I decided to leave Sam Houston in my second year after going to the College National Finals. Um, I was a runner-up at the College National Finals there and decided to go pro for a while. So I did, I went pro for several years, had some great sponsorships, had some good successes, did not make the NFR, but that's okay. Um, I'm still not upset about it. And uh, then, you know, being on the road all that time, you miss a lot of stuff, and, you know, horses get hurt, and life starts to change, and your perspective changes. And so, really, I decided okay, now what, you know, so came back home to Fair Oaks and, um, was really trying to figure out what to do. And I'm making this a summary story, but ended up meeting my husband, um, at Barnes and Nobles of all places in Bernie or not in Bernie in San Antonio. And, um, he had moved here for work from, um, he's a, a Ohio guy. So he graduated from Ohio state and moved here for work met there and decided to finish my college degree with his encouragement, went to UTSA, finished that up and fell in love with the entrepreneurship program there. And it really opened my eyes. I had a long labor and delivery experience with my first daughter and I invented a medical device around that. And it opened my eyes to see, I don't have to be a doctor to participate in this space. And I saw all the really amazing avenues to get involved in the life sciences that don't all begin and end with going for your MD. Um, So was lucky enough to get picked up by a venture capital fund in San Antonio, worked for them for 10 years doing diligence on companies, looking for funding, worked in a couple of their fund companies that exited, and then really wanted to get into women's health somewhat selfishly. Um, There's just... It's a blue ocean opportunity in my view because there are so many pain points that have not been addressed. Um, And I think it's a really good opportunity to make a massive impact in 51% of the population um, while making some money at it, which I think is a good thing for everybody, right? I'm a true capitalist. So uh, that's my, my story, my overview. So when I reconnected with you, you were running an angel group uh here in bernie and doing all sorts of really amazing things with startups in a completely different space and the tech side um and the energy side so how did you go from the guy that drove too fast down ammon road and was always the guy that could get me through the mud at bernie lake (laughs) to doing what you did
1: well when we come back from the break we will uh, dive a little bit deeper into my story, but um, I appreciate you sharing all of that about yours, and you're listening to Bernie Radio, Building Texas, on 103.9 FM.
0: Did you know we've been playing football and Bernie for 99 years, continuously? And for 72 of those years, we've been supporting the fine arts in our public schools with Bernie Turkey Dinner. If you love tradition. If you love Bernie, and if you love turkey, November 12th, BernieTurkeyDinner.com. Come support the fine arts in our community.
1: This is Justin McKenzie with Building Texas. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Summer Babarek, and, and we're really just talking about How did we get here? How did we end up with a show called Building Texas? And and why are we doing it? Before the break, Summer gave a great summary of how we knew each other and then how she got to be the CEO of Harrah Biotech and and really what led her back to Bernie. My story is a little bit different. Um, I I left here, went to college, ended up in Ohio, where I will say I did two winters, and that was enough for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I moved my work, and, and it was factory Manufacturing at that point moved that down to War as Mexico. I spent a number of years in Mexico and decided that that wasn't the lifestyle that I was really looking for and what, what I was meant to be doing. And so I, I came back here. I had a, a great privilege of coming back to Bernie and finding mentors that really helped me transition out of Mexico and my early career into what is the modern workforce today and, and what does that look like locally? So these mentors really opened my eyes to community engagement, community involvement. How does that impact the business structure in the U.S.? And then what do you do with it? And that's what we're working on now. And that's really what inspired the Angel Network to be founded. Because my original vision was a maker space, building a place where people could come in, get involved, and start tinkering that wasn't going to have full legs. It wasn't a fully vetted idea, but what it did is got me in the room with the EDC, with the city, the county, and other leaders around how are we building the future of Bernie Mm -hmm. and how are we activating people in our community. And from that, the Angel Network was an easy next step. The Angel Network allowed us to find people that were like-minded, really wanted a best for our community, And they were willing to roll up their sleeves, not only investing in companies, but giving back their time and talent around mentoring and connecting. And and that's what makes our community really unique in in this landscape of Texas. We we have a lot of connection through the Hill Country to the rest of the, the world. And when those people got involved, when they started attending the Angel Network, somewhere I'm proud to say that. The Angel Network is an investor in Hera Biotech and early on Summer set the bar for what does a pitch look like in Bernie and those angels still say well Summer set that bar and that's what we're attending to but they're also the same people that helped us fund Dust Greenhouse that came and um, advocated for Dust Greenhouse as we were negotiating with public funding for what we do here and it's all in the mission of we weren't happy with what we saw happening around us. We weren't happy with where investment was being made um, heavily downtown San Antonio, but that discounted or took away from what we can do out here. And, and so when I left downtown San Antonio, I said, how do we do it here? Yeah. Amy and the EDC were great. Uh, but then you run into the Gary Frasers, the Phil Hunky, the name the name that want to get involved and give back in a bigger way.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, you have to talk about different types of investment and this, this will lead into exactly why we're doing what we're doing. One of the things that we enjoy in being Texans and, and having our families and our businesses here in Texas is we have a massive economy And it is broad reaching. You know, everyone thinks of Texas and they think, oh, oil, gas, cattle. Yes, absolutely. Energy, agriculture, also tech, also life sciences, also consumer packaged goods, also food. I mean, we have a huge broad reaching economy here. And what that means is we have a broad network of experts in so many different areas. And to your point about a large a portion of investment happening in downtown San Antonio, yes, absolutely true. It was absolutely concentrated yep. in a small number of verticals, which don't necessarily correlate to the expertise in the people that you have out here and what verticals they have experience in. And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, being in life sciences. Obviously we were always looking, you know, to talk to life science investors because that's just the natural fit, but it doesn't mean that there aren't agricultural investors who see value in what we're doing or could have an important, um, you know, impact in the path of our product. And it doesn't mean that there aren't some really great, you know, agricultural entrepreneurs around here or food entrepreneurs or even small business people, who could scale their business and make it something more of a, a larger entrepreneurial venture have, if they had the right mentors. And so I think that what you're doing with the Angel Network and what we're trying to do with Building Texas is draw attention to all of those different verticals where we have A, entrepreneurial talent, innovating, working, building, but also where we have, you know, expertise and those who want to be involved, who want to invest, whether it be time, money, mentorship, all of those things. And I think it's so important because how do you find those people? How do you find the people who are building in a space where you could provide you know, expertise and content? How do you find those people who have done the things that you're trying to do or have led a similar path as to what you're trying to do? And I think that with our program it's a really great opportunity for us to highlight that across the state.
1: We want to dive deeper. We want to drive these conversations. I speak locally with large groups of people and and, and they want more economic development to occur because they want more economic diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've grown significantly in the number of residents and houses and property tax where I think we can dilute the number of houses we have to build is putting businesses in, mm-hmm. bringing businesses to the county that are going to diversify our tax base and give us more opportunity to have the services and have the quality of life without just more homes. A big story for me for boomerang talent is how do we keep the, the talent that owns land here? How do we bring them back to that land can be revenue generating? It might not always be cows, it might be bees, but it might be a software tech that we don't even know about yet. Right, that is going to create a cash flow or a economic path for them to live here, enjoy their property, and and afford the rising property tax.
2: Absolutely. And I think being in control of the development that you see. You know, we talk a lot about how much we love Bernie and we love downtown and we have all these fond memories of back roads and lakes and fun things that we used to do. In order to preserve that. You have to be in control of what development happens and how it happens because it's going to happen one way or another and I'm going to plug David Spencer's episode again right here because he talked about it. Um, you know, in other areas that haven't had such a focused approach to development, they've ended up with just whatever would come in and build and I don't think that our community wants that
1: well he named it appropriately the citizens against virtually everything the mm-hmm. cavers we have to balance their argument with the rights of a property owner mm-hmm. that's the the county's facing that challenge right now the state is facing that challenge we're attracting all of these people to the state of texas locally a lot of people don't necessarily want that growth and expansion I think for us, it's helping people understand what can they do with their land. Mm -hmm. It is their land. They have significant property rights. How do we bring them the right opportunities that are going to fit the heritage and the history, but also enable boomerang talent to come back?
2: And that's why they should listen to this show.
1: That's why they should listen to the show. That's why they should come to Doss Greenhouse and see the entrepreneurs that we're finding. And the Angel Network. The Angel Network. And get involved. Ultimately, that's it. I mean, I I got frustrated with 9% turnout to a mayoral mayoral election that had significant impact. It's not to endorse one or the other. It's to say 91% of our community said, I don't care.
2: Yeah, that's unfortunate.
1: And that's unfortunate. And we're going to have major elections come up and it shouldn't be a presidential. It should be the school board. It should be the city council. It should be all of these pieces where you understand who's making the decision that's going to impact you. And if that's a a business entrepreneurial decision, the economic development corporation, DOS greenhouse are a great place to come get more information. Mm -hmm. If it's government understand, is it city? Is it County? Is it state? We've had a lot of these conversations in our first 12 episodes Mm -hmm. to drive curiosity and encourage people to go find those resources Ask the next question, and get involved locally because there's a there's a chorus of complaint A, complaint B, but we need a louder chorus of solutions and right. future and support.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The easiest answer to give is no. No, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the easiest answer to give. Um, unfortunately, that's not helpful, and you're not actually contributing by just saying no. If you don't have a solution. You don't get to oppose the one that's being proposed. I'm sorry, guys. That's just the way it goes. At least that's how it's run in my house.
1: <laughs> well, as we wrap up building Texas on Bernie Radio, my name's Justin McKenzie,
2: and I'm Summer Babrick
1: and, and I'm thrilled to have you co-host with us. Uh, I'll finish on a, a very smart person told me to ask myself two questions when a problem comes up: Is it true? Is it helpful? Mm-hmm. And. I would encourage the community to think about that as as you hear or read things about our community. Is it true? Is it helpful? If it's not move along. If it needs to be pushed on, if it needs more energy, get involved. And we'd love to help you find that direction and get involved in Bernie anytime you can. Absolutely. If you want to get more involved, You can always visit dasgreenhouse.org. We're paying homage to our German heritage, dasgreenhau sorg Or you can find our friends at the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. You can find them on Google. Chamber, Das Greenhouse, EDC, Bernie Visitor Bureau. These are all helpful resources. If you don't know them, come find us. Come ask and ask get plugged in to what you're passionate about.
2: Absolutely. And you can find all of those entities on social media as well. I am not on social media, but you can find all of them and get plugged in and find helpful resources is how you get involved. LinkedIn is where you'll find somewhere. You will find me there. Um, I can't promise that I will be responsive, but I can promise that there will be a picture there.
1: (laughs) Thank you for building Texas the way you are.
2: Thank you for building Texas the way you are, Justin.
0: This is Amy Storey with the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Join us on Tuesday, October 24th for Kendall County's first economic summit at the Bevy Hotel for this half-day event to learn more about the businesses and opportunities here in Kendall County. This event is being brought to you by the San Antonio Business Journal and the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Sponsorships are still available and individual tickets can be purchased through the San Antonio Business Journal or online at the BKCEDC website www.bkcedc.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hear from local business leaders as well as representatives from the City of Bernie and Kendall County. Panel discussions include infrastructure planning and hear from the people and entities involved in the creation of our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Get your tickets before the event sells out. After the Economic Summit, DOS Greenhouse, Bernie's first business incubator, will host an open house. So come out and see the community's place to support and grow entrepreneurs. Innovators, founders, and startups right here in Kendall County. That's www.bkcedc.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from ten to four, this is Bernie Radio.